Good morning and welcome to Fashion Friday. Well, with so much change happening in 2020, the current climate around all the hot topics has prompted most of us to question everything. <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, personally, I have really start to think about things not only in a different way, but think things through and think about things more. So, and everything from super serious to something that's, you know, a little bit more lighthearted, I'm questioning almost everything, um, you know, as we kind of go forward. I think that's the norm these days and uh, considering what's happening in our world around us. And shopping habits have be definitely become part of that quote unquote conscious discussion. I know here on the show, I am a firm believer and firm supporter in conscious shopping. That meaning um, things being sustainable, brands, clothing um, being sustainable and what exactly that means. I've done several shows on that. I've talked to other influencers and stylists about this. I'll continue to talk about it, by the way not on this show, but um, uh, mainly on my social media channels, I am constantly finding new and more brand, uh, different brands that are becoming aware of this and becoming more and more sustainable. That being said, it allows us, the consumer, to be more conscious while shopping. So that's more about the, you know, the, the who and the where and the how our clothes are made. Um, but also, now you can find out sort of a brand's ethics and political affiliations, if you choose to. Um, I'm just sharing this information. I personally, I don't want to say don't care. I certainly care. Um, but I, don't, I feel like I kind of, I've got bigger fish to fry when it comes to this topic. And yes, I care if it's a brand that I truly love, um, it's interesting for me to n understand more about them as a brand. And, you know, yeah, it may shape the way I shop and may or it may not. So it really depends. Um, and the other thing is, I feel like I, I shop so many different brands um, and only maybe two or three brands do I really shop consistently. So if this matters to you, there is something new. So the Progressive Shopper is the e-commerce helper that collects insights from brands. Um, by the way, you can follow them along on Instagram as well. So this is basically a plug-in. And what happens is you can look up just about any category of any brand. I looked, I went to the website and I looked up obviously fashion brands and it immediately tells you where these companies um, and, and majority of employees align or support. So, for example, Neiman Marcus and Chanel, they were two that this, this is an example given to me. So, of course, I went and double checked <laughs> when visiting their sites. The the um, progressive shopper emblem will turn blue, meaning indicating the company and the the employees predominantly make contributions to the Democratic Party. On the flip side, Revlon and New Balance, their banner motif will turn red, obviously indicating that. Um, most of their uh, the company and their employees contribute to the Republican Party. A symbol can also appear, appear purple, which is for uh, the company remains sort of divided. So interesting information. I mean, I again, is it going to really impact how and where I shop? Maybe. Maybe it depends on what I'm buying. Maybe if it's a bigger purchase. Maybe if it's you know, for me, I I don't I don't care as much 
as to where someone's political money is going, because this is really all it's talking about. It's where they're, they're, they're deciding to give their money. For me, it's more about the ethics and about sustainability. So for me, in terms of fashion, if you know, we're just talking about the fashion industry alone, um, because I think then other topics come into play, you know, when you're not talking about fashion, that's a different story. So I think if I'm just looking up, well, where is, uh, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z company giving their money? I don't know that I, you know, it's interesting to look at, I guess. Um, but is it really a big deal? It may be for you, then this is definitely something that um, you should look into. And I thought it was, like I said, it had basically every category you could imagine of every brand. And I strictly wanted to look at some of the fashion brands. Um, mostly, the predominantly, the fashion world does lean uh, left, I want to say, and, um, you know, supports the Democratic Party. Um, and again, you know, I don't really... For me, it's fashion. Yes, it's nice to know where the brand is... Um, where their ethics lie. But again, if we're just talking about money being given by the brand or their employees, which, you know, I think that I'd rather understand, I'd rather talk, have the conversation be about sustainability. So to me, that weighs more in as opposed to me knowing where someone's dollars are going to which political party. And, um, you know, this is, of course, how they're measuring it. And like I said, I'd rather know the how and the when and the where my clothing that I'm buying is made as opposed to where someone's money is going. Um, But again, it's interesting. And I like, you know, the, the more and more we trek on, yes, we're going through unprecedented times and we're going through really strange times, if you ask me. Um, the brighter side of it, you always have to think positive is we're having more honest conversations. And whether that is about a pandemic or a recession or political views or fashion, it's honest. It's becoming more and more honest and companies are becoming more and more transparent and people are too. And that is a good thing. So how we get from A to B you know, well, that's uh, often <laughs> not always easy, but the point is the conversations are being had and that's where certainly in certain topics, it has to at least start and then go from there. So I'm happy that we're able to find out more and more about brands and companies. And I actually have gotten more conscious of all this where it kind of started a few years back, like, oh, okay, take for example, h H&M. I've talked about their collection called Conscious, their Conscious Collection. Um, I'm not a huge H&M shopper. I used to be years and years, years ago when they first came to the States and it was like the Ikea for fashion. It was like, oh my gosh. And fast fashion was really booming. And I was much younger and not making a ton of money. I may have even been in college still when I first went. No, I was out of college, out of college, but, um, you know, not making a whole lot of money. So fast fashion was the way pretty much how I shopped because that's what my budget allowed. And so as time went on, um, you know, my budget changed, my lifestyle changed, my job changed, my income changed. And so do I zoom back to H&M every once in a while? Absolutely. I always check. But I can't, I also noticed a change in their um, production and their quality. And I didn't love it. 
recently, as in the past maybe year and a half, I want to say, maybe two years, um, since I have noticed this conscious collection, I now circle back there because I really love that they have, that this exists. And, um, you know, recently I talked about this on the show a few, few weeks ago about how I believe it was by, I forget, I had the exact data, I believe it was by 2025. I think it is H&M is going to be 100% a conscious collection. So completely sustainable. And um, I just love that, you know, so we're, we know exactly not just where our clothes are made and what fabrics they're made of, but who is making them, how they're being made, where they're being made, um, what countries, what, you know, what, um, how they're being sourced, all the, all the um, fabric, how it's being sourced. I really, to me, that, that holds a lot of weight. So I'm happy that we have this information as well as, you know, ethics and political affiliations. I think that's certainly another piece to the puzzle, um, the fashion puzzle that is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so just thought I'd share that with you. And then, you know, thinking ahead, I keep talking about what will, what will fashion be like in the upcoming months post pandemic, hopefully, hopefully in the upcoming months, it's post pandemic. Um, just what will it look like, you know, and, uh, more importantly, I started to think about, you know, the next thing is, well, fashion shows and events that, that take place normally how so many designers are scaling back and maybe even canceling shows. Maybe they're having shows, but they're very, very different. Maybe it's just a virtual fashion show. Maybe it is done differently. Maybe their collection is done differently. For sure, this is going to impact the upcoming collections. You can be guaranteed that what is happening right now. So, um, but I thought about this. What will street style look like post-coronavirus? So, yeah, what will the collections look like? But but think about this. One of my favorite sources of inspiration is street style. And, um, you know, fashion is reactionary, okay? Style follows cultural shifts. We know that. We, I, and I always use the, the example of the Roaring Twenties. What happened, you know, after the war and what happened, what, what was the Roaring Twenties about in terms of fashion? Well, it was flappers and it was fringe and it was prohibition and it was, you know, the movement of women being sort of taking that step to be a little bit more glamorous. There were no corsets. There were fringe and flapper style hairdos and red lipstick and fishnets and jazz clubs or whatever clubs it may be. And so, you know, the same thing happened in the 70s with... Um, everything that happened in our, in our world then, and, uh, you know, 60s and 70s, I should say, and sort of that hippy-dippy style came out, and flower power, and peace, and all of that. Again, fashion followed the cultural shift of what was happening, the bell-bottoms and the, and the crocheted stuff, which is now back in style. <laughs> but why did that happen, and where did that come from? It followed what was happening in our, in our world. So I think this year, um, you know, we've we've had conversations and seen things such as an impeachment, a pandemic and racial injustice. And I think that shapes the way people express themselves, which in turn is street style. Street style is really about the individual. So, um, you know, what started once upon, upon a time years ago as what photographers would capture kind of very... Um, 
in the moment and very nonchalant would be just average girls. Maybe it's an editor. Maybe it's a model. Maybe not. Maybe it's just, you know, average Jane like me and you that were just going to a fashion show. But it was girls or women attend primarily women attending fashion events and how they were dressed. So they weren't necessarily dressed up but they were dressed in their creative look. Their creativity was being expressed. That then kind of morphed onto a style itself. Uh, You know, street style became very casual, but very creative. And it could be, it doesn't, uh, casual, I don't mean it's, you know, jeans and a t-shirt. It could be, but it could also be jeans, a t-shirt and huge, huge platform high heels, you know, with a crazy hat. It's really just super, super ultra, ultra, um, individual. So that's really what it's all about. And I think, you know, authenticity, um, I think that comes into play as well. So, um, it, it should, I think it will be different. I think we're going to see a lot of that. And I think will we see a lot of street style. Well, if things are closed down or, or canceled, yeah, we're probably going to see a lot less because we're doing a lot less. Um, however, I think that the more things open up and the more time goes on where, where we're getting out and we're, we will still see that, that influence of street style and, um, if not, what is it going to be? Where are we going to look for? I think it will be influencers. If we're talking about, let's say, we're, we are at home uh, for longer than, than we hoped or or we're at home again, um, depending on where you live, um, you know, now it's a digital thing and it's more about social media and influencers. And that almost, to me, that's pretty much the new street style are really social media stars, whether it's a vlogger on YouTube or it's a stylist on Instagram, or it's um, a blogger on, you know, Facebook or wherever it may be. Um, It's the influencer as the umbrella term um, on social media. That's really where, I mean, that's definitely been who has been sort of the the sort of, um, I want to call it like superstar of the fashion world, the influencers. They're the ones that have the influence. They're the ones that are selling the clothes or at least getting you to click the button and get, you know, link you to a brand's page. So I think that's going to really uh, be the driving force behind fashion. Um, And yes, street style, but again, it will be changed just because of, you know, our current climate. So once again, I say this, it will be interesting for what's to come. Like I, I can't quite wrap my head around. I'm trying to guess, you know, I'm trying to think like, what are designers going to show come the fall? Because for me, this fall, September 2020 will be the first real fashion week of, you know, there's couture fashion week and there's men's fashion week and there's different smaller sort of offshoots of fashion week. But the real, you know, the big guns are February and September in the big cities. So February, we were not quite into it yet. We were sort of just getting into this pandemic, but not, you know, there wasn't any stay-at-home orders, borders were still open. Now, September, we're, you know, through it or or in the midst of it. And um, it will be interesting to see what, because again, remember, designers aren't designing now for September. They're designing now for next year, already 2021. I can't believe I'm saying that. 
Um, so they have been designing. It will be interesting to see if there are tweaks made, if there's changes or changes, um, or what is going to show up. You know, and again, I was trying to think like, is it going to be a lot of dark colors? Is it going to be very somber? And I'm like, no, that's depression era clothing. You know, that's what, what how people were feeling because they were unsure or felt unsafe and they gravitated towards darker colors because there was the sadness. Um, but I don't, that's not where we are now. Even with all that is going on, I think it's more about self-expression. And um, what are designers going to show? I'm not sure. I really don't know. I think it's going to be things, one or two ways, things of um, clothing that's sort of quote unquote safe. And what I mean by that um, is not physically safe. I mean, um, like classic pieces. So that statement jacket, the statement suit, you know, a great pair of trousers, almost like staples, but sort of amped up staples. Staple things that should be in your wardrobe. So people are spending less. People might not be working or working less. People are going out less, therefore spending less. So, hey, invest in, if I'm a designer, I'm going to make one great, fantastic, classic cut, well-made, well-tailored jacket. And I'm going to make it in four different colors or five different colors. And I'll do the same with a skirt. I'll do the same with a trouser and so on. So that's what I think. Now, the brands that already do that, obviously have a, you know, if that's the direction they want it to go. Um, I don't think we're going to see a lot of whimsical things or, or a lot of whimsy. Um, maybe, but I don't know. Um, I think we're going to see more, you know, smart shopping items because I do think people are going to do it less. So, um, and then the other way is, so that's for me is the safe pieces, the staples that should be in your closet and, um, you know, will get you through any time at all. The other way is comfort, which I think will we we're definitely seeing a lot more of now. But I think we're also going to see that in the future, comfort clothing that aren't just your basic sweatpants. So it's maybe a cashmere tracksuit, or it's you know, and for for two things, one. If you're staying at home and you're and you're going out less, or two, you do start to travel again and get out. You're in comfort clothes, and it also, you know, you feel comfortable. You feel safe. So again, it's, there's that word again. So that's the two directions I'm guessing that designers may go. We'll see. So we'll we'll stay tuned. We'll have to we'll have to circle back to that for sure. Okay. On that note, I am going to take a quick break, and when we come back. I'm going to talk jewelry trends, one of my favorite things to talk about. Jewelry trends for summer 2020. Um, very interesting what's out there. And something for everyone and something for the extremists. You won't want to miss this. Stay tuned on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677. Or visit them at adcorpmg.com. Adcorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally. 
as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. And today we are talking about jewelry trends for the summer. So, um, you know, jewelry can really dictate the tone of an outfit. I think, it can, personally, I think it can make or break an outfit. I think it's like the icing on a cake where the cake could be really good. The cake could be eh, not so good, but it's still cake. Um, and then the icing could really, or the decorating of the cake could really put it over the top and next level. And you really could say, wow. And it's something that can be super personal and noticeable, or it could just be like, meh. So I think, you know, for me, jewelry can be sentimental. It can be something that it makes, it feels more exquisite. It can be handmade. It can be exclusive, which certainly gives it a different kind of vibe, or it can be purely just decorative for me. So Having said that, jewelry trends this season are pretty interesting, and um, it's once again looking back at some things that were popular in the past are sort of taking center stage this season. So I've got a couple here on my list if you're looking to update your wardrobe in a really simple way, and you say, you know what, shopping isn't for me right now, I'm not doing that, or I've got everything I need, or you know, I don't know where I'm going or when I'm going. So maybe just buy some jewelry <laughs> and you can just update what you've, what you already own. Um, personally, I never leave the house without some jewelry on. And sometimes it's very minimal, but I always, always, always have an earring on, even if it's just a little small diamond stud, even if it's something very simple. I, well, first of all, I always feel like when people are talking to you, they're hopefully looking at your face. So I feel like that sort of completes, you know, frames your face, um, or earrings. And, um, I obviously always have a wedding ring on. I usually have a bracelet on of some sort or bracelets. Necklaces depend on what I'm wearing, you know, and how I'm wearing something. But, um, um, and then rings are sort of always for me, like probably one of my favorite things to wear. So having said that, let's get into a couple of trends. The animal motif, that is very hot for the season. So um, designers like Dior and Balmain uh, uh, displayed some of this stuff on their runways. Balmain had a, showed a, a giant scorpion collar. Very interesting. I could totally see something like that just scaled back and, you know, um, made, uh, you know, being sold in in en masse. Um, Dior had sort of a fish fish little fish charm necklace which was sort of more of a whimsical look and, you know i think things like this an animal motif i love um i love anything i have little um little animal things all around my house whether it's a candle or it's a statue or it's a prince um and by animals i don't necessarily mean just a i have animal prints as in skin and prints of animals <laughs> so um I love this. I think it's a whimsical look. And I think this is great for, for this summer. This would be great for vacation, even if it's a staycation that you're doing. I think this is something super easy to wear. Um, you know, if it's some sort of charm with maybe it's an owl or whatever your, maybe your spirit animal is. Um, if it's a charm bracelet or if it's even just, like I said, a pair of leopard print earrings, um, 
really can go with anything at all. So that's really a simple way to sort of, um, and also a conversation piece. How fun is that if it were a big pendant or a big, you know, choker around your neck of, of like a serpent, serpentine or something. Um, another thing that I saw a lot of were statement chokers, speaking of necklaces, statement chokers all the rage this season and everything from small to super chunky. Um, and, a lot of, of chunky I've seen. So, and a lot of layering. So it's layering of a couple different chokers. And basically you wear one a little bit bigger. So it sits more on your collarbone. And then the next one goes up a little bit higher. Now it doesn't go all the way up your neck. And this will also depend on how long of a neck you have. I happen to have I always call it my skinny little ballerina neck. Um, so I don't mind wearing, you know, a lot of necklaces. Some people are a little bit more conscious of that and prefer something more delicate. But I like layering and I'll wear like two chokers and one will just be slightly longer than the other. And then I'll do like two or three more necklaces that are actually sitting more on my chest. But um, the other ones are higher up on my neck. And, um, I, you know, for autumn 2020, we're going to see a lot of really chunky uh, chokers coming out and, um, a little, definitely more extravagant. Uh, next up supersized hoop earrings. So once again, to me, okay, hoops, let's talk about hoops. This is like the jeans of the accessory world. Are they ever, are hoops ever out of style? No. Are jeans ever out of style? No. They're just sort of come to the foreground and the background every season, you know, depending on, on what's, what's going on with everything else in our world. So, um, but these are really big, chunky statement earrings. This is basically like, this either is for you or it's totally not. So it's a love hate type of thing. Um, I happen to like them. I have a couple of pairs. Um, it's not my go-to type of earring, but my go-to type of earring is definitely something a little smaller. Um, because I'm usually wearing like a bold lip or I'll be wearing a, a, a necklace. So it's, it's sometimes too much going on, but if I'm going to do a statement earring and I want to do a hoop, it's definitely a thicker hoop. It's not big in terms of like circumference, but it is like a chunkier hoop. I think these are standout pieces. And I think if you're doing this, you've really got to keep everything else very, very simple. Colorful Stones is number four on my list. I love this. I mean, this really could be for anyone. You could go with your birthstone. You could just go with a colorful stone that you like. Maybe it's turquoise for summer. Um, you know, spring, summer often di dictates color. So this is a really simple way to add a pop of color to your outfit. If you're not big on where you say, well, I don't wear brights and I don't wear pastels. You can do this with, um, you know, colorful stone earrings or a great necklace or a bracelet. Um, Pearl Everything is also on my list. I love this. So faux or real, this really adds a touch of timelessness. And um, the updated way to wear pearls, by the way, because pearls are kind of everywhere these past few seasons, mixing it. So mix it in with your metals. Mix it with your silvers, your gold, your rose gold, whatever it may be, beads. Mix it up. It looks more fresh and sort of updated. And um, Or you can wear them by themselves as well. And again, it's faux or real, whatever one is your preference. And uh, I think this is, I love, I'm loving pearls just because they're white and they're so classic looking. And then lastly on my list, chunky chains. Talked about this in uh, early spring. Oversized gold chokers, lucite necklaces were on lots of runways. Come the fall, this is going to be a great detail to add to a sweater and jeans. So very, very chunky chains. Not necessarily a choker, but a, just a regular necklace and super, super thick 
uh, link chains. So think Mr. T. Maybe not layered as much. Maybe it's just one or maybe you layer it up. But um, I love this because that's what you, you all you have to do is put on one chain. If it's super chunky, that's it. That's your hero piece of your outfit. And it really could be with a little black dress, an evening gown, a t-shirt and jeans and everything in between. So really, really loving the chunky chain. I, I did invest in a couple of them for myself and a couple of different colors. So that'll do it. That'll wrap up my jewelry trend for summer 2020. Hopefully you'll try something new this summer. And by the way, speaking of summer, don't forget to follow me along on all my social media platforms. It is wardrobe envy. It's wardrobe underscore envy on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And you can see all of my outfits and hopefully bring you some inspiration. Uh, Thanks for listening. And don't forget, join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH. Oh, oh, oh.